Welcome back, everyone, to Current Affairs, our semi-regular show about the true crime news shaping headlines right now. One to two times per month, we'll bring you a handful of big contemporary true crime stories, as well as highlighting cold cases and organizations we find inspiring. All right. With that said, Andy, should we dive into some updates from previous episodes or previous episode, as the case may be? Absolutely. On the inaugural edition of Current Affairs, we revisited and updated the story of Adnan Saeed. Adnan was convicted of killing his ex-girlfriend in 1999 when they were both in high school. He spent 20-plus years insisting on his innocence and appealing the conviction. Adnan's case became famous when in 2014, journalist Sarah Koenig decided to do a podcast called Serial. Serial would help launch the true crime podcast genre and was ultimately downloaded hundreds of millions of times. That first season focused on Adnan's case. While Adnan launched appeal after appeal, it wasn't till this year that there was real traction. In September, a Baltimore judge overturned his conviction on the basis that at the time of the original investigation, authorities and the prosecutors knew of at least two alternative suspects without telling the defense, what's known as a Brady violation. The state's attorney then had a month to decide if they were going to bring a new case to court. On Tuesday, October 11th, state's attorney Marilyn Mosby said that she had instructed her office to dismiss the criminal case against Adnan Saeed. I mean, this is a victory. Absolutely. We should be celebrating the overturning of a wrongful conviction. And I just feel so terribly for everyone involved in this case. Same. For Adnan, but also for the Lee family, which is just, this is devastating to have all of this reopened and to be back at square one with no answers and just a pile of publicity and your loved one's face back in the news all over again. And can they even look into the two alternative suspects at this point? Gosh, I hope so. I mean, they haven't released any information on where the investigation is open and if it's truly being worked on at this point. At least I don't know. Yeah, that's the one common question that I feel when I'm speaking with strangers and friends alike. They're just in constant awe of, oh my gosh, what's next then? Yeah, and for Adnan, there's a road to recovery ahead that's a very hard one. This is not a situation where you get released from an unfair conviction in prison for over 20 years and you don't have an incredible amount of trauma and a life stolen from you is going to take a lot of healing to get back on track. So our best wishes are for both the Saeed family and for the Lee family to find healing. I guess the only positive here is hopefully that this doesn't happen again in the court of law and with an investigation and with overseeing two potential suspects in a case that just completely were overlooked for whatever reason that may be. Yes, I think that you're right. This sets a good precedent and Serial did, and as do other podcasts and media that focus on wrongful convictions to make sure that everyone's taking a closer look at these cases and reexamining them. Yep, absolutely. For our first of the main cases today, we have to give a big serious trigger warning for child murder, specifically very young baby murder. So it's not our typical type of story, but this was one that definitely affected Andy and I when we both read about it. So we also wanted to share it with you guys. But if this is the type of story you cannot handle, please skip forward quite a bit. I think we'll be on this one for a few minutes. 
And we understand. We totally understand. Yeah, this is a story about the type of heinous behavior that makes it hard to imagine humans like this exist. In August of 2015, a tired, nervous, stressed out mother had just given birth to premature twin boys five days earlier. When she walked into a room of the neonatal unit at the Countess of Chester Hospital in Manchester in the UK to drop off breast milk for her sons, she found one of them distressed and bleeding from the mouth. The nurse on duty, Lucy Letby, told the mother, who was at this point absolutely freaking out with very good reason, yes, that a nasogastric tube had just irritated his throat and not to worry. Trust me, she said, I'm a nurse. As she ushered the mother out of the room, saying that she could not be in that area of the neonatal unit. Five hours later, that baby was dead. At the time of the baby's death, no autopsy was performed. Baby E, as the baby is known in court records, was premature, just three pounds, and the cause of death seemed related to a condition that many premature babies suffer from. A few years later, however, in 2018, the nurse who told the mother to trust her that fateful day was arrested and charged with murder, not only of baby E, but of five baby boys and two baby girls in a horrifying reign of hospital terror between June 2015 and June 2016. In addition to the seven murders, she is accused of attempting to kill 15 more. She is accused of murdering baby E by injecting air into his bloodstream. On that day in August, baby E's mother had walked in on Let B in the process of murdering her son. She also tried to kill his twin brother, baby F, with a combination of injecting him with insulin and trying to poison him. Jesus. Miraculously, baby F survived. Oh, this is just so chilling. Letby is on trial for the crimes in Manchester right now, and the details coming out are horrific. She texted a friend saying it would be cathartic, her word, to be in a room where a baby had died. Even more horrifying, computer records show she often used Facebook to look up the parents of her victims within hours of killing their children. One child, child I, had been born very early but had survived two months. But then Lucy Letby decided to kill her. It took four separate attempts using the same injection of air method. The baby was a true fighter but eventually succumbed to the evil nurse's machinations. According to the BBC, in the immediate aftermath of the death, the parents were taken to a private room where the baby's mother was given the option of washing her. As she did, the accused Lucy Letby came in, and to hear the mother describe it was smiling and kept going on about how she was present at the baby's first bath and how much the baby had loved it. Letby sent a sympathy card to the parents and kept an image of the card on her phone. The stories are so numerous and so terrible that the prosecutor's opening statement lasted more or less the entirety of last week. Letby has pled not guilty. However, the prosecution presented evidence that included handwritten confessions. In those notes, she said things like, I killed them on purpose because I'm not good enough to care for them. I am a horrible, evil person. And I am evil. I did this. The trial continues and will likely continue to make headlines for quite some time. There's no bright spot or lesson here, guys. There is only the reminder of the unfathomable horror that can lurk inside people. And, Andy, perhaps a reminder as well that trust your gut isn't just for a romantic relationship. No, yeah. 
So if you are ever in a situation where something seems wrong with the care that you or your family or a loved one is getting, do not be quiet about it. Go absolutely as apeshit as you need to to get the answers you need. Make sure administrators get involved. Do not worry about making anyone else feel comfortable when it comes to the survival of your loved ones. Ask all of the questions always. I mean, I know I can be annoying with asking questions. Yes, you're really good at it, Andy. You really are. I try to think of every single solution or problem solving or question that is required to try to have some sort of answer to proceed. And that's just my crazy. So be crazy. Be like Andy. Be crazy. (laughs) Be like like Andy. Ask a million questions. (laughs) Ask a million questions always. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously such a rough story, and the best we can hope for now is just some justice for the families, maybe some education that the hospitals can do to avoid hiring someone like this again. I mean, it's just— Or noticing the red flags. It's so hard with the vulnerable population. We talked about it in the episode where the serial killer lovers were killing senior citizens. Yep, and. Your mom works in a neonatal unit. And they are so short-staffed, Jesse. Everyone, everywhere. I mean, it's like these nurses are doing the jobs of several people all the time. It's hard to be overlooking everything that everyone's doing. So this is just a horrible situation. And also, there's no such look. Like, evil doesn't have a look. It doesn't have a face. But the thing that's so chilling is you look at this woman in the pictures that they're using for the press— It's this smiling, happy, blonde woman holding up a onesie. It's so creepy. If she was like a gnarled old like crone with like an evil eye like glaring at you, like maybe you would see it coming. It's just the it's this constant reminder to us that you cannot trust a book by its cover. No, it's kind of good. I think that she looks the way she looks because it's like, oh, shit. If something isn't right, even if they're telling you to trust them and you feel like something's not right, you got to ask questions. So Absolutely. Trust But Jesse, we do need to do a bit of a palate cleanser here, I think. Oh, hell yeah, we do. Are you down? I'm so down. This week, Twitter ran the headline, Tiger's in her home, a Jaguar sold online. Now she's on the run from the FBI. Meet Mimi Erotic, America's new Tiger King, or I guess queen, right? Yeah. <laughs> you and I both thought some version of whatever the f*** that is, is going on current affairs. So <laughs> yes, we did. Here's the TLDR. A woman named Trisha Denise Meyer, at least that's her birth name, is a fugitive from justice after being charged with four crimes related to the illegal transportation and sale of a Jaguar. Trish, who goes by Trissa... Emily, Mimi, and at Mimi's Erotic World on Instagram, has been raising and selling animals in states like Texas, California, and Colorado for years. This woman has left a trail of wreckage behind her. In 2010, a recently divorced landlord let single mother Mimi Erotic move into his rental home with her children. And what she said were just a couple of dogs. Fast forward four months later, she's paid zero rent, destroyed personal items, stolen $30,000 worth of tools from a storage unit that was on the property, and even tried to burn the place down as she fled with her ill-gotten goods. Andy, the real kicker was that those couple of dogs, 
They were 104 dogs. 104 motherfucking canines just chilling in a rental house. How did you even walk in there? I don't know. I mean, she must have kept them in the yards. The landlord had to have known about this at some point. A friend of the landlord's came over to look at the property and inspect the damage. And he said, hey, man, that is the strangest looking coffee table I have ever seen in my life. The landlord said, that's not a coffee table. That's dog shit. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine the smell. Mimi also spent the 20-teens deep in the exotic pet business, although not usually in an above-board way. Online complaint boards are absolutely overflowing with complaints about her around exotic animal sales. There were dogs, exotic cats, kinkajous, a.k.a. Vivo, and perhaps most wild of all, tigers. In autumn 2016, police officers showed up to Mimi's house in Houston to investigate a claim that she had scammed a California man who had been trying to buy an exotic Savannah kitten. He had wired 3K to Mimi via an account in her young daughter's name, of course, but no cat ever arrived. When Texas game warden and Houston PD officer arrived, it was basically like the worst version of Dr. Doolittle ever. Yeah, the police came in to find a skunk, a fox, numerous monkeys, and tigers just roaming around the house free, including a gigantic male tiger, full-on Raja from Aladdin, just roaming this poop-covered palace. Mimi told them that she only locked the tiger up when she left the house. Keep in mind, this is the house where she homeschooled her children. When she was brought up on charges, she fled to Las Vegas, which makes perfect sense. Yes. And further into Nevada, where she was eventually located. Her tigers were confiscated, thank goodness. She eventually pled guilty to a theft charge, saying, quote, It's been a nightmare for my kids, and because I've been portrayed in the media as having a mountain lion in the house, tigers in the house, foxes, skunks, all loose together, which never happened. Meyer told reporters after entering her plea, It's just been a nightmare trying to prove my innocence. This did nothing to stop her. The next few years saw a string of deals gone bad, animals showing up sold in horrifying conditions, which is so sad and online complaint boards in the small exotic animal community. With that business line not going so well, Mimi decided to monetize an entirely different type of animal instinct. Here we go. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) In March of 2021, she started her OnlyFan under the name Mimi's Exotic World. I love that when she's dealing exotic animals, she's Mimi's erotic world and Mimi erotic. But now that she's doing something actually erotic, she's Mimi exotic. Yeah. Makes total sense, Jess. I don't know why you're perplexed about this. My brain is exploding about (laughs) this. Yeah. (laughs) Now, to be clear, my brain is not exploding about OnlyFans, just about the name. Whatever anyone's perspective on OnlyFans is, if it prevents the next negligent amateur from exotic animal dealing, Andy, then we're here for it. We are. Well, apparently OnlyFans wasn't enough, though, sadly, because within a month, she set up a deal to sell a Jaguar cub for $30,000. The guy who bought it had a pregnant girlfriend, and they realized that, huh, maybe a live Jaguar isn't the greatest present for a newborn baby. I mean, I was worried about a house cat. (laughs) Yeah, 
I agree with you. I can't even imagine. I have a puppy now, and I'm so glad our kids are a little bit more hardy to deal with this gigantic puppy. Yes. <laughs> well, thankfully, he sold the cub at a loss, and a friend of the buyer convinced them to let them drop the jaguar off after hours at a sanctuary called Lions, Tigers, and Bears. So that jaguar is now in safe hands. Hopefully they renamed it Lions, Tigers, Bears, and a jaguar. And at least one jaguar. (laughs) Using social media and markings on the cat, investigators trace the jaguar right back to, you guessed it, a Mimi erotic. Last week, Mimi was charged with interstate transportation of an endangered species in the course of commercial activity, interstate sale of an endangered species, trafficking prohibited wildlife species, and trafficking endangered species. What's not listed here is her violation against all things fashion, from what I can see (laughs) on her OnlyFans page. But as of now, she's in the wind. Yeah, you guys better watch out. (laughs) Investigator Andrea is coming to get you. Card-carrying member of the fashion police. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And so as of now, she's in the wind. That means Mimi Erotic is in the wild and right where she likes to be and no one has caught her. Wow. Speaking of wild, that one was wild. That story doesn't have anything to do with murder and it really is definitely not about love. But good God, sometimes you hear something so crazy that you just have to shout it from the rooftops. From Joe Exotic to Mimi Erotic. Andy, I think we are truly living in a simulation. Indeed. So that is Current Affairs number two, y'all. Let us know what you think about our little Current Affairs on social media. You can also come and join the Patreon and we can chat about it there as well. In conclusion, yeah, maybe don't run out your house to somebody with 104 dogs. Additionally, I'm sure you're all very aware of this, but jaguars don't really make the best house pet particularly when you have a newborn on the way. So, yeah, they're not your typical baby shower present. No. And as always, trust your gut when it comes to life so no one ends up with a dog shit coffee table. Yes, please. Thanks so much for joining us for Current Affairs number two. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.